Hey everybody, what's up? This is your boy Sugar Ray here. You are now tuned in to the Black Men Working Podcast. Today's guest is a very, very, very special brother man. Goes by Taji Dean Ali. Um, he's a writer. Um, I met him some years ago. He was a uh, he, he was a uh, doing hip hop as a recording artist. Um, he was a you know performer, entertainer, man. The brother is real powerful. He's down in Atlanta, currently 34 years old. Um, and as we just finished speaking about, he has a a strategy. Because he's 34, but he looks about 25, I would say 26. Uh, so we'll get into that, man. Brother Taji Dean, peace. How are you? What's up, man? What's going on, man? I'm, I'm real. I'm real excited to, to to have this interview with you, man. Um, like I said, it was real, real cool meeting you the first time, and ever since we met, it's been uh, you know, we crossed paths a couple times since our first our first meeting, and it's been real, real cool to to see you grow, um, and to have the opportunity to to catch up you know, in this manner, like, doing this interview. So it's, it's real dope. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, man. So um, let's get right into it. Um, I want to start with your strategy, right, because there are so many people. There are people I've met who are 20. They look about 35. There are people yeah. i met who are 17 and 18. They look like they're 40. Um, So the the age thing and, you know, how to stay forever young, the fountain of youth, I want to get into that. We're 34, but, again, I would have guessed you was no older than 25, 26. How do you do it, brother? Yeah, so I'm a real so I get that a lot. Um, and I, it's, it's honestly, it's not – people might not want to hear this, but it's not like rocket science. Um, I, I, you gotta, I drink water, man. I don't drink soda. I don't drink all the processed juice. I know people will hate to hear this, but I just drink water. <laughs> for, for, to, to, to be hydrated, right? Um, that's one. Uh, and I'm, you'll get used to it. So, like, when you talk about it don't taste good, you'll get used to it. Your body will get used to it. Uh, just drink water. Stop drinking the, the, the sugar. Stop drinking the sodas. Just, you just got to cut it out and um, drink water. And then eventually <laughs> that's all you'll need because basically you, you get thirsty, you drink water, you're not thirsty anymore. Like, that's... You, you, you're not going to fiend for it. Um, two, I walk places. Nice. So I'm able to keep my weight down. I'm able to stay healthy. And as far as my my, uh, my cardiovascular, I'm able to keep that in check because if it isn't 100 miles away, if it isn't, okay, let me be more realistic, if it isn't like, two miles away, if it's only like about a mile or less, if it's less than a mile away and you don't really got a huge time constraint, just just walk. Um, you know, I lived in the city, so I would walk places if I didn't have to be in space too hurry. And I and I just I just stay active. I just walk places. You know, um I don't necessarily have this crazy workout regimen anymore, but if you and here's like the last tip I'll give, um if you just kinda like put these things into your lifestyle, like take the stairs instead of the the, of the the elevator if you're if you're like third you know on first floor second floor or third floor take the stairs uh like i said walk places if there's a restaurant down the street walk places and then cut out the fast food like it it, it, it it's easier said <clears throat> than done if that's part of your like lifestyle but this is a good way to have the interview you have to know that you're in control of like your life so yes sir just, you know, it, it, it's always the toughest part is always the beginning. The toughest part is always making the change. But then if you stick with it, the toughest part is going to be stopping. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you understand? So if you if you if you build the habit of of not eating fast food, this is real. If you build the habit of not eating like let's just let's say McDonald's. If you if you love McDonald's and you start not eating McDonald's and you start drinking water, the next time you if you do if you do that for like three months, you're gonna walk past McDonald's and it's gonna smell disgusting. Yep. It, it, that's just what's going to happen. If you don't believe me, try it, and then, and then <laughs> that's that's what we'll do. You know, if you if you start drinking water and all of a sudden you drink that like, you know, really saturated, you know, soda, it's just not going to taste and make you feel as refreshed as the water. So that's that's my secret. I drink water for to to, to quench my thirst, and I walk places. And you know, I take the stairs. You know what I mean? Like, and nice. that's that's what keeps me looking good and 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 looking young. You know, uh, yes, don't. Sir. And, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll end with this. I'll end with this. Don't listen to like like media, mainstream media about oh, this is what it looks like to be sixty. It's all messed up. It's all screwed up. You know, don't that what it looks to be sixty. We don't know yet. Get the, you know, just just don't just don't go by like, you know what what you're being told. You have to sort of create your own reality. Um, and it sounds like really spooky, but try it. The people like when we get to this, when we listen to this interview, listen to me talk. Don't just take my word for it. You know, it's like the uh, like the what was this the Reading Rainbow show? You know, uh, with the books. Don't just take my word for it. Read the book. Yeah. Don't just take my word for it. I'm giving you ideas, but you really want to know if they work or not, try it. And then, mm-hmm. you know, get back to me if you don't get the results like that you're, that you're looking for. Well, definitely. Um, and so, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. The Southern of You, Taji Dean, has sound for us. It is drink water. It is water. walk up the stairs, walk places, right? Yeah, um, and no, and, and, and what you're saying is absolutely true, you know, because um, we don't have to just take your word for it, but there are tons of people who say the same thing. Right, when, when, when you ask people about, you know, especially those who are up in age, you know, 50, 60, 70, how they, you know, look so young or feel so good and have so much energy, and one of the first things they say is, I drink water. <laughs> I drink water and I walk places. Those are the two basic fundamentals that anyone can do. Drink water and walk places. Instead of taking an Uber five minutes away or ten minutes away, like you said, if it's not a huge time restraint, if the weather isn't, you know, if it's not a blizzard or a storm, Right? Um, then you can walk. Um, so thank you for sharing that. And I want to jump right into it. So I met you, I met you some years ago, maybe, um, six years ago or so, 2012, because I was in LA in 2014 when we met again. So I think 2012, 2013, I actually met you here in New York, where I'm at. Um, and you were doing music. You were doing hip hop. Um, you know, you were seem to be very good at it. Um, but now fast forward these years later, you are, uh, published author recently congratulations on that um i want to talk about that transition um what are some of the similarities that you find in writing music as in writing a book um and how did you get from you know uh making music to actually writing a book or was the book always in you um talk talk about that for a little bit yeah i always loved growing up i always loved storytelling um when i was a kid i would write all the time all the time um like story, like long stories. And I was like, I'm talking about when I was <clears throat> first, second, third grade, I would just write. Um, sports took over and I felt like 
this was that this was what I was supposed to be doing. I got a lot of I got a lot of uh, when you write, you're, you're isolated. You, you're doing it. I was doing it for myself. I wasn't writing and then you know running and, and telling people to read it and trying to look for um, isolation that way. Um, I was I was at times when I was a kid, I would just write just to kind of like have that experience. It was in me to just like tell stories, and I always always read and write. But then I started playing sports as I got older, and I was I got this immediate you know immediate response from my friends and my family with through sports. So I got away from the writing, and I started to to, to pursuing sports, and I started really working hard at being the best athlete I could be, and I ended up that ended up taking me to, to like, you know, really high places, really good high schools, really good college, and even had a chance to make some money um, professionally. Um, but then I, I would say I overachieved when it came to sports. I'm blind in one eye. I'm not very tall. Well. Not very big. And I still made it to the highest level of, of sports because I worked really, really hard. But once – it hit me that, okay, I wouldn't be able to play professional sports. I had to figure out, I had to kind of, so it's funny because when you play, when you, when you, when you play sports at a high level, I say this a lot, I, I, I talk about this a lot sometimes when I get into this conversation about college athletes. It wasn't until I got out of college that I had the opportunity to figure out who I was and what I wanted to do. Because up until that point, I was a I was a football player. I was an athlete, and the, my friends were athletes. You know, um, I talked about sports. So when I was done playing sports, I finally had the opportunity to like hang out with people who I wanted to hang out with. Not necessarily athletes, but people that were had interest in mind. I had to figure out to go back to what my interests were. And it's crazy because I got as soon as I was done playing sports, even when I was playing college, I was known as the the, the music guy. So. When I was at BC, I played college at Boston College, I played football at Boston College. Uh, after I was done practice, I would go back to my room. I had a studio in my room, and I made music. So mm-hmm. everyone knew I was a music guy. Everyone knew I wrote <clears throat> songs and told stories to my music. So when I was done playing sports, I immediately was like, yo, let me move to New York City and start to get back into the music industry somehow. So I moved to New York City, started a production company, and um, got into the music industry. I was recording for other people, and then I started just, like, doing my own thing. Um mm-hmm. And once I did that, that took off for a while, a couple of years. Dean and Robbo made some, I was a rap, I rapped, I, I wrote for, you know, all the songs. And yeah. that fell through. So, you, know, um, you know, stuff happens, that fell through. We tried to part ways, and then uh, I had to sort of, like, redefine who I was once again. But I knew I wanted to continue writing. I knew I wanted oh. to continue telling stories. Um, so... I just follow my my dreams, you know. You have to follow your dreams if you want to feel and be happy. There's this weird thing about making money and how much money you have, defining who you are and defining your success. Putting that to the side, money is definitely important. So I just said it. I said it. You know, I that's 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 the truth. But I want to put that to the side. Because happiness is feeling being fulfilled. Happiness is is doing what you feel you are here to do. So 
I just follow my what what keeps me. You know, I follow my dreams, and it's the, what, what dreams do you follow? The dreams that that keep you up at night. <laughs> the ones, that, mm-hmm. the dreams that you yes, that 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 keep you up. You know, uh, that's what you do, and then you and then you attack it, and then maybe there's a branch of that dream that's more specific to what yep. you do, but you you pursue what is inside you. You don't necessarily look outside. And I'm not saying it as some spiritual thing. I'm saying it through life experience. I'm saying this because I, I've done what, what I think most people have done, which is look outward because we have eyes and we see and we're influenced the minute we're born. So you look outward to, to see what the world is telling you, right? And, but, but we all know, especially as black men, uh, we know that that can get kind of muddy because yep. the world is telling you one thing and that's the frustration because you're like, wait a minute, right? So that's the frustration. But it, but if you look inward you can and, and believe it, believe what's inside you, then uh, you, you're, you'll be able to, to figure it out. And I haven't, like, figured it out. I don't think people – I don't know if they figure it out. I, it's not like I – it ever it's not like it's not like it stops. It's not like there's an end goal where it's like nope. you you know, it, it you never stop growing. Yep. But you do get closer to, you know, God or mm-hmm. your inner voice, which I'm which which I me personally I look at as God. You know what I mean? I I, I, mm-hmm. I that word God I, I refer to the inner voice. You know, um so that's how I ended up going from music and telling stories to music to deciding to jump into um, being more creative, writing and telling stories just to, in the traditional sense of beginning, middle, end uh, narrative um, and then that way because I want to continue to influence people mm-hmm. in a positive way. And narrative is important because that's what, like I just said, people are looking out to figure out, okay, what, who am I? What do I do? Who what, how do I act? And if you do have the luxury of being able to continue to climb spiritually and, and, and in a social way to see things for more for what they are, you realize that people are controlled by the narrative. So if you create, you, so you create your own narrative as an individual, but you, but you can also get to a point to where you're involved in these bigger machines, which is TV and film and music industry, and then you set a standard for a narrative. And I got, I need to make sure that like. There's positive, inspirational, thought-provoking things being said uh, on TV and even in music. Still, does that make sense? No, absolutely, absolutely. That was um, that was uh, man. I'm just here, just locked in, listening, just listening and learning right. and, and and taking notes. Thank you for that. Um, um, I wanted to ask even more specifically, why do you write? Um, I know you spoke about you know getting closer to your inner voice, but you called God, right, your higher self, your higher purpose, um, but why, like, or rather, if you weren't writing, whether it was music, you know, six, seven years ago, or now writing books and screenplays and scripts, if you weren't writing, what would you be doing with your time? If you couldn't write, if there was no pen, no paper, and there was no way to record your thoughts on paper, what would you be doing? Oh, my gosh. I... And would you be happy? No, I don't know, man. Probably I, I can't. It, it's no, no. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I can't, it's hard to imagine because like, well, let me, let me say that. You said why, and I, it's, it's to inspire. It's to motivate, which is to move. It's to move people. Um, move myself. I'm included. I'm, 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 when I say people, I'm talking about me too. I'm included. Um, it's to move people. It's to inspire people. Uh, it's to motivate people to do what they want. Uh, and do you find yourself? Do you find yourself writing for yourself or others? I write to. I write to. <laughs> that's a that's a pretty interesting question because it's like I'm included. Yeah. So I'm writing to uh, both. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, sure. when, I, when I when you read my book, I say we. Mm. I say us mm-hmm. because I'm included. I'm in this world alone with everyone else. It's so crazy that I use the word narrative, and I really hope people that are listening to this interview and here's an interview understand this. And I and and, and I hope I don't get the the higher powers to start coming at me, you know, that because it's, it's a it's a narrative. It, it, it's all a narrative. We're creating our own narrative if we have the power to do that and, and the awareness to do that, or we're letting someone else create. Our, our story, mm-hmm. um, and that's what's going on all around us. When I was young, I grew up. I grew up. I born in a city in Philly, but I grew up in a, in a suburb of Philly, in New Jersey. And I remember. I think anyone who's a millennial, especially when the older end of the millennials, can understand this because we came up like in the golden age of hip hop. Yep. And I remember being a suburban kid. You know. You know. Lower middle class, but we still had, it was a credit, it was a credit era, so we still had, a, 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 a parents had a car, you know, I had a front lawn, backyard, I grew up in the suburbs, right? Sagging pants, sagging my pants. Right? Me mugging to the camera. <laughs> Why? Because that's what the narrative was, that's what, I'm a black kid, that's what I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to fit the story, I'm trying to fit what I'm being told I am. Yeah, you mean with the camera. You sag your pants a little bit. You know, and and, and that's the power of the narrative. Mm-hmm. You know, once I broke free of that, I became an individual. But you look around, it's almost like you can't help it. I'm not. It's not. It's not knocking. This is literally human nature. So we all we all do it. Better another example. As a man, anyone, any man, black, white, brown. Yellow, whatever can can understand this narrative. You are the provider. Mm. The stress of being a man is that you have to provide, but cause that's the narrative. If it was different, you wouldn't you wouldn't feel that way. Women, even though this 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 is uh, women are definitely getting more and more and more. They play into that narrative too, to mm-hmm. to, to to some degree. You're the man. You're supposed to buy the meal. Now, I'm not saying every woman says that, but I'm just. That's no, that's the public narrative. Crazy. Yeah, that's part of the narrative. So yep. there is a narrative, right? And it's changing a bit, and that's what we're seeing in the, in, in, in the mainstream media about, you know, and there's this, you know, you know there is, it is changing a bit, but, but that's, what, like, that's what society is. And whoever, and, and like I said, I'm going to go, I'll finish it up by saying it again, you can control your own narrative. We all write our own story, or someone else, someone else writes it. Well, and definitely. Definitely, and um, the 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 great Nina Simone said that 
as an artist, your art should reflect the times in which you are living, right? Um, so as an artist yourself, artist slash writer slash creator, um, you obviously take it upon yourself to change the narrative. How, how, how do you think, uh, with your book, your book is a book of inspiration. It is a book to motivate. It is a book of jewels. Just a little bit that I read from your page. Um, I haven't mm-hmm. gotten a copy yet, right? But, um, <laughs> no, definitely. No, definitely. Um, how do you see it? Uh, from your peers, particularly your peers, whether that's your geographic peers, people who live near you, or just other black men or black people who are in your age group, how do you think or how have they responded to your book, um, particularly your book, as something that is kind of changing changing the narrative? How right, has the response book, been? Yeah, my, my book is, is titled All Wins, No Losses, Secrets to Living Life Undefeated. Mm. That's the title of my book. It's on Amazon. In Kindle stores, um, and so so let me be clear. Like when I say, I'm not saying I'm not. I won't. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm okay. You you can say I'm changing the narrative if you're think if you're thinking about like this broader narrative that's in like main main mainstream media, mm-hmm. and you know. So, but I don't want to sit here and 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 and, and uh, somehow make myself this holier than thou figure like I'm going to I'm changing the narrative right? because if you are aware and self-aware then you don't um then you you don't if you know you don't you don't um connect with what's being said anyway you don't you don't connect yep. with that anyway so you wouldn't think that that you're changing the narrative because you're like that's not what it is in real life anyway like, yep. like all black men not all not all black men you know don't like aren't dads there's, there's plenty of black dads Right, just playing black mm-hmm. fathers. I mean, we we understand we understand why there there may not be, mm-hmm. you know, and is it because black dudes are deadbeats? We under we know, you know, we understand that. So, um, but I will say that I'm taking my my perspective and what's helped me in making sure that that narrative is out there because that's it's I'm real. I'm a real person. Yeah, I have friends who are real, real, real people. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I know more men who are loving and and hardworking and love kids and love black women than than not. So, so you know, so I want to make sure. And, and, and okay, and, and, and be further because my book isn't isn't about that. My book is about just taking control of your own life. My book doesn't really have yeah, a good. color to it. My mm-hmm. book is about um, taking control of of your of your surroundings and your life. And through adversity, understanding how to see things in a certain way so that you don't lose, no matter what's on the mm-hmm. scoreboard. You're always moving forward. You're always progressing. You're always winning. That's mm-hmm. what my book is about. And I'm and that's so from, yeah. No, no, and that's so powerful because we live in a society where so many people are um, living the life that their parents want for them or the life that their friends want for them, or the life that their spouse wants for them. They're not taking control of their own life. And so, so many people feel like they're losing. Because, right. I guess, in reality, they are, because they're not living in their purpose. They're living in the purpose, or they're living a dream, or they're living someone else's vision. Exactly. Right? Um, exactly. So, exactly. And, and I think, in, um, so, 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 so to be, to, to, to answer your question fully, when it pertains to, to black men, 
um, you know, we we have the power. And and I'm, again, what I'm saying is not I'm not saying it's not like uh, it's not a zero sum game here. It's not like when I say that we have the power, I'm also saying that there isn't any type of oppression oppression because there is, but. We're, 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 we are man. We're human. We're, we're, we have the power within us to make it happen, especially today, especially mm-hmm. today. You know, so you just got to dig deep. And yeah. it's tough to do it alone, but, you know, if we, if we can band together and, and, and play, and I, I like, I would like to play chess more than, than checkers. I would like to, mm-hmm to do things like we're doing now. We're having this podcast. We're having an interview. We'll talk We'll talk after, you know, one-on-one. I would like to do that more, talk behind closed doors, have discussions, and then go out and execute and, 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 and take pride in that and not necessarily fall, fall victim to having to, to join this other layer of, like, superficial look at me, uh, you know, look look at how like like social media is a little weird with that because it's definitely like you want to execute, and I know you want to be get, gain notoriety so you can influence more people, but it's a fine line because everyone can see that, yep. and even your even your quote unquote opposition, and I'm putting quote unquote because. Sometimes opposition isn't necessarily like it's not being done on purpose. It's just that like there are people who do feel like life is a zero sum game. And yeah. So, um, and 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 I'm also and I and I also feel like and again I'm, I'm saying all this today. I'm still young. I'm still learning. But I'm also also feel like if you if you would, some people root, root for the bad guys. Some people root for if, if you if, if we want to say good and evil. There's always going to be like, I'm going to be optimistic and say a third of the, yep. of the population on planet Earth is 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 going to root for the bad guy. It's going to be evil. It's going to be evil. Like if, if you if you were to take a hundred people and put them in a, in a theater and on the screen there was a lion chasing a, 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 a gazelle, a, um, a third of those people are going to want the lion to catch the gazelle. Yep. Like, period. Like you know, a third of people will watch any movie. A third of people are going to want the bad guy to win. Are going to want Jason to catch the 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 the, the, the victim and slice their throat. Like <laughs> like like that's just how it's going to be. Uh, Why so, do you think that is? Again, not to get that's a deep question, but I, it, 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 I'm going to answer it simply so you can continue to, so you can move on. It's just human nature. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have it in us. We just make the choice. Like you have. That in you, like you, when you think, when you see the lion catch a gazelle for a second, you picture the lion catching a gazelle. You just choose to not, you choose to 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 to, to embrace the other outcome. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if if you know with both sides, there's both sides of everything. When I was a, when I was a, 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 um, a recording artist, my my stage name was the Dean Two Nine. It was the Dean Two Nine because I played off the word, I, I played off the number two nine. The two was represented the duality of things, and a nine represented the perfect number, the perfect single number. 
So mm. I always look at things. It's just two sides to everything. Yin yang, all this, all you can go, you can go on and on throughout throughout time. Is, is as far as man looking at understanding the duality of life. Um, no, definitely, and that goes back to one of the um, ancient sayings of um, you know, you, each person has two beasts inside of them, right? Yeah, and you just, um, and which you which one grows? The one that you feed. Yes. Yes. And right. You make the choice, but some people feed the other side. I'm not, and it's kidding. I'm, I'm just I'm just speaking on it. I'm not saying I, I'm not I'm just speaking on it that's just reality some mm-hmm. people want the bad guy to win some people want to oppress some people want to have that control and want to have that that feeling of power you know we've all not say we've all but I think a lot of us can relate to growing up and and having those little moments in life where you're making a decision and you just choose to go this way we've all I think a lot of us have have seen the bug on the ground not bothering us at all and stomped on it Yep. But then you you know do you continue to do stuff like that or do you you know it sounds silly but do you feel bad and then be like you know what I I don't like the way that feels hmm. and then try yeah. to like try not to do that you know. No, that's powerful and, and and that's leading me into the next thing I want to talk about real quick with you, um the inner work right the inner work um because a lot of times when we think of work. We think of physical labor. We think of physical work. We think of lifting stuff or moving stuff or writing a song or we think work, physical work. Um, but the inner work is so important, if not more important than the outer work because the inner work is what's going to manifest the outer. And in our conversation before we actually started the interview, you shared something that um, was very interesting to me, and I want, I want to talk about that for a little bit. So, again, when I met you, I met you originally in New York. Uh, we reconnected like a year or so later in LA, right? Um, and then from LA, you said you moved up and you disconnected from society, period. I'm gonna talk about that. Like, what led to that? What led to you going, um, into the mountain? Um, oh, what was the, what was the, that, like, that decision to say, you know what, this is what I'm going to do? Why did you do it? And, um, like, what was that experience like? Cause that was in the work that you did. So talk about that for a little bit. Oh man, so, yeah, I, I moved out. I moved from New York City to Los Angeles to spread my wings a little bit more. Um, you know, kind of peek my head into the in, into the TV and film, and just meet more people in in these in, in the entertainment industry. Um, I felt like looking back on it when I moved to LA. I felt like I was tiptoeing around the industry. I really wasn't putting my all, my my all in. I really wasn't going all in. I met some really really interesting and cool people. Met some pretty powerful people in the industry. But I felt like I was thinking a bit too much about like what I may may have to do in order to kind of like reach my goals or and I felt like maybe I wasn't 100% sure if I prepared to make certain sacrifices or or, or you know, for, for my, to, to, to sort of continue to climb. So I had a friend who, who had some property in Northern Cali and I, and I went to Northern California to sort of get away. Now when I say Northern California, I was six hours north of San Francisco. So we're talking mm-hmm. Northern Cali and I was in the mountains off the, the grid completely. Uh, no cell service. Everything went on generator, three hours away from the nearest grocery store, uh, 
that's what that's what life was. Mm-hmm. Um, no internet um, unless the generator was on. It's only one at night because you only had so much gas. Because <laughs> you only because you're mm-hmm. three hours from the from the nearest or an hour from the nearest gas station, three hours from the nearest grocery store. So I grew a lot um, when I was up there. My experience up there—that's another—that's another interview, another cast, because I've mm-hmm. got stories for days. Mm-hmm. But um, there's, there's something about being. So, so I'll, I'll say a few things about being um, in the mountains. Uh, mm-hmm. I was away from society, so I was only up. I was up there like I, I was staying with four other people. A friend of mine, his girl, another guy was on the property with us. At times, it was only three of us, my friend, his girl, and me. So I was pretty much up there by myself. Uh, and when I say out of society, you don't see people. It's not a lot of society. You, don't, you, you go weeks without seeing any other people. Wow. Um, and you're not on the Internet. You're not watching TV. And after a while, you really, truly feel like you are you, you you know you refer to like you know town which is three hours away as the bottom of the mountain their society and it's a really interesting we didn't talk about this before the interview but it was a really interesting so I was up there when Donald when when our president was elected mm-hmm. and prior to that happening there was a lot of you can remember there was a lot of like there was a man a lot of things happened I think for I think Philando happened uh. A couple of things happened, and it was like, like the shoot, shootings and police shootings, and I was like, you know, you you you, like we would we would turn on the I think he would turn on the, the the TV at night on the generator like maybe once every week so he could be able to catch up on some news. And I remember thinking like, man, I was afraid to go back to, to you know home. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, what's going on down there? What's going on in society? I I didn't know if I was going to be looked at weird. If there's a rate, if there's a rate, big race thing, because it was the news was so like like about these shootings and stuff like that, which I know happens. But when you when you when you remove yourself from society, it, a weird thing happens. You just feel like what you realize what matters. Like like I got to get up, I got to till the land, work the land in order to eat tonight. You know, you just, you don't care about what you're wearing. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's dirty until they, you know, well, not dirty, but like, you don't care what you're wearing. You don't care about little stuff. You just care about living and 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 surviving the next day, really, you know, um, and just kind of like just work till the land, working. It's a different life. Um, so I was able to really like, I mean, you spend hours just just staring, looking at the trees. You know, while you're if you're doing law, if you're doing work in the in the lawn, you just you, there's no no music. You're just there. It's mm-hmm. awesome, actually. It's awesome. You 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 really find yourself. You connect with nature. You feel so healthy. You're breathing fresh air. Um, and it sounds it sounds like kind of like hocus pocus, you know, like like, but it's it's. We don't, you don't know until you experience it. Like, we're so caught up. We're so caught up. And you sort of have to be. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a, there's, there is a, there's a capitalist, the capitalistic society. 
and money matters, which it does, and mm-hmm. status matters somewhat in certain in a lot of circles. So because that's because that's, that's that's the name of the game that people are playing, and if everybody is playing that game, then you you gotta you, you know you, if you want to win the game, you got you, you you to some degree have to play that game. Definitely. But some people are so some people are so or, or most of us are so in the game. We don't even see the game for what it is. We don't even we don't know we don't even know we're playing. We don't, mm-hmm. we don't, we don't know. And that's, that's why people. That's why. That's why. And I, I need all of the young brothers to to hear this part. That's why people from outside of the country come in and do so well, because they see it for what it is. We don't because we're in it. But that's okay. Yep. That's natural. That's not. That's not like anything's wrong with you. Because of that, that's literally how it works. If you're in a, if you're in a bad relationship, you may not know, because you're in it. You're too close to it. You can't see it. You may not know you're, you're, you're if you're, if you're rude, you may not think you're rude, because it's you. But if someone, but but someone else, I was looking at them like, yo, that was rude. You know, you got. That's why you should listen. You know, listen to the people around you, and then reflect to gain some 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 awareness. So when I say about out of this country, our people outside looking in know. That you know, they can see that okay, you come in, you 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 work hard for X amount of years, and then you can da 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 da. But we're in it, and we might be like, oh, well, I gotta work so hard for oh five years or so long. Like you, you're so you're so far in, you can't see it for what it is. Hmm. And that's why, you know, take what I said and figure out how to take a step back. Travel, yo. Leave America. For, for for a week or two. Go somewhere else and just travel. Like, that's so important. Talk to other people outside of the country so you can see. The key word here is so you can have perspective. That's perspective. what you got to gain. Perspective. Perspective on everything. That's how you grow. That's how you love. That's how you accept. You got to you gotta strive for better perspective in life. Definitely, definitely. Um, um, so let me ask you this. Being in the mountains two years, what do you think was the most profound experience or how did your perspective change um, or what about your perspective change the most once you reconnect my most, it? My most, my most profound experience out there was just encountering some of the wildlife, how big these animals are. Um, how they'll, how they'll, what, what, so how they'll F you up if you, if you wasn't packing heat. <laughs> um, I think the bet, the, the, the thing that, that, that I, when I came back, I realized the most was like, we live in a big country. America is a big country. Um, the reason why we're having such a tough time all getting on the same page politically is because literally the North, the South, the southwest, midwest, and northwest—they could easily just be, they could easily be different countries, yep. like how people live lives. So, I can see why there's like like why we're having such a tough time communicating, or because we're because we're not necessarily talking to each other, we're just talking at each other, no one's listening, and at the same time, we're all sort of feel like we don't have time to listen because we gotta live this life. We gotta gotta go to work tomorrow. I gotta I gotta I gotta feed my kids tonight. You know, and we're all dealing with that. There's only like one percent, two percent of people that aren't really like worried about tomorrow and having mm-hmm. to eat. 
everyone else is literally worried about tomorrow. They're going to eat. So, um, I it, it it allowed me to be like, all right, let me what 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 am I fighting for, or what am I gonna you know how can I what role can I play to help the the, the bigger to, to be a part of the bigger picture and help and help, and how can I just um do what I do and have you know and, and, and um you know what, what can I give to society? I have skills. What can I give, and how can I really wrap my mind around surviving off of those skills, off of my skill set. Um, Powerful. Because, because, because I realize, man, like people live different lives, man. People out here live different lives than, than, than people in the Northeast and people in the South live different lives than people in – we all, we all have different – it's like little pockets of society that's different. We're all trying to like vote on the same – like I'll, I'll use gun – the gun regulations as an example. Like, well, you're from New York, bro. Like everybody can't have a gun. Right? Like, if, if you did, it would be, it's, it would be, everyone's living on top of each other. You know, it would be chaos. But if, if everyone was packing, like, concealed in New York City, you know, but, uh, I mean, in my pain, if everyone had a gun, it would be, it would be, it would be a mess. But at the same time, in the mountains, a, a, a mountain lion will destroy you. A mountain lion will destroy you. There's no cop, the cops, come on, man, I live, I live three, like, three hours from the nearest town, like, Something happens. The cops. What? You're not calling the cops. The cops ain't up there. <laughs> you deal with it. You figure it out. You know, like the big. I'm talking bears, bro. Bears, mountain lion. So you gotta have something for you to protect you. You're not worried about yeah. people. There's no one. There's no one walking. There's no one walking on your property. You're an hour away from your nearest neighbor. Like you, if you walk on my property, how do you survive? The the, the 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 walk up here like how and then mm-hmm. my driveway is a, a half a mile long like good luck good luck getting to my property and good luck if if you if you are on my property and you plan on if you do walk into my property somehow you plan on killing me and taking over my property because mm-hmm. you're not driving me and leaving like where are you going <laughs> crazy so it's, powerful it's, 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 yeah so that's why I, I I just had a better perspective on like okay. You know, we're all. And if you just traveling in general, like when you go, when you if you're never if you've never been to LA before, and you're from and you're from, um, you know, New York City, which is a lot of just huge Spanish pop, population, Latin population, um, and you and that but people are working a bit. You know, you, even if you do go to like Spanish Harlem and everything Spanish, people are working. Da da da. da you might not really have a grasp on like the um, immigration situation. Now it's a lot more in your face, but like. You may not really have a grasp on why it's a big deal. And if you're from the suburbs, maybe maybe you have like you know like one Spanish family, you know, or a couple of Spanish families. You might not really have a grasp on like why people are even why people are even complaining about it. But like, and I, I I'm certainly not necessarily complaining about it. But like when you when you fly into LAX or when you fly into Southern California and you see like nothing but Hispanic people, you only see a bunch of black people. You and you and you walk the streets and you see okay okay maybe I can understand why. White people are, are talking about immigration all the time because they see a bunch of fancy everywhere. Or you go to the northern mountains and you realize why people don't want their America to take guns away. You know, uh, so, or you go to Florida and you understand why racism, people are talking about racism so much and, and, and shit like that. Or you come down south, you realize that black and white, being in New York, it is racism, but black and white is such a, so much more of a big deal in the south. 
than it is even in the North. Like, I'm talking about mm-hmm. black and white and, like, the not corporate working. This is just black and white and just regular life. Like, it's just, it's just a bigger deal. So um, you just get more perspective on why, what, what people are arguing about, are people are so confused, and you realize that people, we still have a long way to go as far as communicating with, with each other. So I just want to write stories that, that, that challenge these ideas and, and they're more thought-provoking and, and stuff like that. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, where do you see yourself in five to ten years, the next five to ten years with, with, with the dean? What are you writing? What are you working on? Uh, yeah, bro. I see myself, I see myself, you know, on, you know, have shows on TV, a movie, a movie. I, so basically I want to, I want to get a movie out, big screen. I want to do a big screen, but I really want to do my, 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 my first, I, I want to have a show on TV. So, Five years, I've got a I've got a really cool um, pilot that I'm finishing up. Um, in five years, that either needs to be on its fifth season, or or tenth season, whatever the case may be, or um, it's 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 at this point going down to history as one of the better shows that was on TV. Nice. Um, and then in five years, I would like to be. You know, working on that new that that, that uh, having a movie coming out, or working with a team of people on a movie, um, and that's why I see myself five years working like like seriously knee deep, neck deep in the, the the TV and film industry as a writer, as a producer, you know, someone that's in that in that industry. And then five years after that, I want to be uh, um, have my psychology degree in psychology and be, maybe even be a, a, have a doctor in front of my name. Um, People are on the couch. I'm, I'm helping them. I'm helping them uh, really understand who they are in their in their head. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, on the side, have a have a, a pot shop <laughs> to, <laughs> nice. to, to, to to connect with the community. Uh, definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, what are some of the pros and cons, like in 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 writing, um, that that you see in your life and just in general? You know, um, clearly. There's a lot of benefits, and when most of us think about writing, we think about all of the benefits of being a writer or being a producer in the film and TV industry, um, and even in the music industry. But what are some of the cons that you've experienced or that you notice? Some of the challenges. So real talk, if you your isolation. Um, if you're gonna be a writer and you're really gonna do it at a at a, at a effective manner, you gotta spend a lot of time alone. All your time alone. Um, isolation. People not understanding, you know, if you want to be an artist in general, and I think every artist understands this, if you're going to be an artist in general, you're not going to, it's not going to be like immediately lucrative. And you got to spend a lot of time with yourself, which, which, which people don't really, it's tough. You know, you got to face yourself. You start writing, you got to face the, your mind. You know, you got to face doubt constantly. Not sometimes, constantly, you got to face doubt. Um, you got to take criticism. It's 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 you know uh, you got to you got to spend the day on a, on something and then crumple it up and throw it out. Um, so you got to trust. You know, it's, it's it's a it's 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 a lot of things that the, the pros are are just when you are when you do finish something, 
you know, you can really feel proud and fulfilled and you can feel like you, you've created something because as man, we create for you. So, so when you write and you, when you create your piece, you create your work of art, that's you. But, but, the, but literally the con is that's you. So if someone says it sucks, do you suck? <laughs> you know what I mean? If someone says it's horrible, are you horrible? If you get a hundred no's, you know, which you're definitely going to get, no matter how good your stuff is, uh, are, are you destined for no, for nothingness? You know what I mean? So that's, that's the, 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 the rub when it comes to being a writer and, and being a creative. You know, you got to spend a lot of time isolated by yourself and, um, it doesn't necessarily, the arts to this day don't necessarily fit, um, in society it, it, the way that, that you may, you may think it, it does. Um, and mm. then as a black, as a black guy, uh, you know, I just try to have a bit more faith in just like our community and, and have an opportunity. Right now is a really cool time, you know, that I think because you are, you know, you're, People are looking to accept in mainstream, like in the mainstream, and as far as making money and being being in this industry, I think you can, you just there's, there's a chance there's a chance now to to like not necessarily be turned away because you know you may not have anything to contribute. Now I think it might actually I'm trying to be optimistic is you may actually be able to get a look because you have that you might have a different perspective. But it's interesting for me because I don't have I'm not coming from a hood perspective. Like I don't I don't I don't I don't, I don't, my stuff isn't about, um, gangbangers and, 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 and like, you know, the streets, like when I say the streets, like the hood, but I'm still black. Mm-hmm. I still have, I, I, have, I still have an opinion. I mean, if you're a black dude, I don't care where you are. You live, you live, you live the black experience. Definitely. Definitely. Period. Period. No, it's just like you said, it's different. It's different experiences, but they all contribute to the black experience here in America, right? My experience yeah. growing up in the hood is different than your experience, but in those experiences, in those completely vastly different experiences, we have experienced some of the same emotions. We've experienced oh, failure. We've experienced regret. We've experienced disappointment, frustration. We've experienced um, being alone. We've experienced mm-hmm. feeling like maybe we're not good enough. Maybe we're not enough, right? Um, so even though the experience in the hood is different than the experience in the suburbs, the internal emotions and feelings that derive from our individual experiences are still the same, and so we still can connect on that level. Yeah, and that's and, that's, and that's, you're absolutely right, and, and it's really dope that that, that you're saying that that, we're, that that you're even that you're doing this, you're having this podcast. I did something a couple um, a couple years ago called uh, the Normalcy Project, which had which was a similar feel of, of really trying to create something for, for black dudes and support system for mm. black dudes because that's the next step. Like, um, I love the fact that black women have embraced supporting each other a lot. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Definitely. So, Definitely. I, I feel like there's a lot of, there's a lot of opportunities for black women to find support from other yep. black women, even though they, the, the narrative wants to say, wow, the black women are always are down, but there's support systems for black women. Black women create groups. Um, and men in general need to do that, you know, because, Men, we 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 have a tough time mentally keeping it together because yeah. there's never really been there's never really been a support group and and it, and and the narrative, like I said, in the past has been, you know, you got to be tough, you, yep. you got to run away from those feelings, and um, that's caused a lot of problems amongst all men. But black men, 
there's even more pressure, man, like to be tough and to be, you know, real and to, and to not show, you know, that you're... Emotion. Emo- yeah, not showing that, that, that you're emotional or vulnerable. Or I should say vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You not, not show that vulnerability or not face that vulnerability. Um, it's really wild. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say one more kind of thing about that. It's like, you know, I feel like black people, it's really odd because like, we have the responsibility of sort of like society. This may be controversial, but I feel like black people are, we are the culture. We are. So it's not controversial. It's truth. But subconsciously, yeah, you're right. Subconsciously, that's pressure. Yeah. Like it's pressure. It's pressure on you know if you're I mean and we, and we, and as you make your way to the surface of like trying to make it in life and you know um you know man so it's like entertainment and everyone wants to be you know in the entertainment industry and it's funny because like. If you're black and you can sing, so <laughs> we all got a black, we all got a cousin, a sister, even you or me. We can, I can sing. Yeah. If you can dance, so I got every second black person that you meet can can dance. Yeah. <laughs> every black second black person you meet, every second black girl has a beautiful voice and can yeah. and can sing. So you gotta be if you want to make it out the out of a black community, you gotta be. Amazing. Not only that, not only that, I disagree because there are amazing people but, who still haven't made it. You gotta work harder than the next person because talent, hard work be talent when talent doesn't work hard. Like there's a story of people, you know, who always say going back to sports about basketball and Michael Jordan. There's somebody up north better than Jordan. Okay, they're up north in jail, right? Like, okay. So what? So so the okay. talent, talent. Um, it should, right, be a thing like, okay, because I'm, I'm, I'm maybe so much better than everyone else, right? But that also creates a, um, sense of entitlement. Because I'm better than I should make it and I shouldn't have to work hard. And mind you, I had that mentality up until recently, like, yo, I know I'm an amazing writer. I know I'm a phenomenal storyteller, one of the greatest alive now. But it created that lack of, you know, it created a sense of entitlement that, okay, I wrote this one article in this newspaper and so now people should be banging down my door. And it didn't happen. I was like, yeah, that was a great article, Sugar Ray. So what? What else are you doing? And it's like, okay, whoa, now I'm realizing that now i got to work harder. Now i got to outwork everyone in my field, everyone in my industry to get where I want to go because my dreams and my goals are just that big. Um, but go ahead, please. Finish. No, right. No, actually, I actually hear you say that. Actually, I actually think that we agree. And this, is, and this, is, mm-hmm. this, and this is the cool part about, like, this one, people got to communicate. This is how people got to talk. Because I actually put that I, I have a certain I have a certain I had a certain way of getting to that my point and then hearing you what you said when you got to I'm like okay yeah we actually agree the, um, but how I was framing it was sort of on a way to just I want to let people know that like work like like you said you got to work hard because mm-hmm. like I said as a black person and I'm use, I'm going to use I'm going I'm just going to use singing as an example you can use writing you can use sports mm-hmm. you can use being smart whatever. Uh, you can use music and, and singing and entertainment as an example. Like I said, like, you, you grow up in a house, black household, and you might be able to sing, but you might, like, everybody can sing. So, therefore, you downplay your ability. Yep. You, and, you, and you're saying, well, I'm not that great. And you might not necessarily go hard because you're like, I got to be better or I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. And 
if you're passionate about it, go for it because it's the ones who go and work hard and pursue that make it. Yep. And and I and I was pretty much saying that, and, I, and my point was to make like sometimes black people we kind of be like, oh no, nah, I can't, I'm not good, I, I, I'm not that good, because because you look out and you're like, well, everybody can do this, but yo, mm-hmm. everybody doesn't do it though. Mm-hmm. You know, we all everybody doesn't do it. Everybody maybe everybody can do it, but everybody doesn't do it. Like yep. and, and especially if you're good, people are listening. It's, it's, if you, it's, the people, it's usually the people who are really good that don't think they're that good. Like because. Yeah. Because you do, because you're good. You don't, you don't, you, it's, it's, if you're, if you're, you're good at it. So you don't think that, you think anybody can do it. Because as far as you're concerned, you, it's I easy. can do it without, yeah. yeah, it's easy. Right? And, and I, even with like, me rapping, I really appreciate you saying like I was good at it. Cause like for me rapping and me writing and me putting words together, I started feeling like I was good after countless times people were telling me, dude, you're good. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, word. Alright. Like, shoot, I thought I was, I, I started thinking I was good looking after, it took a while for me to even think I was good looking. Like, it yeah. took a while, it took a long time, and then I'm like, shit, everyone keeps, keep, these girls keep saying I'm cute, so, you know what, I guess, I, I guess I'm cute. <laughs> you know, so that's, so that's why, you know, it don't, at the end of the day, I say, I like to say, like, it don't matter. If you feel you're something, if you feel you're, you, 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 uh, you, you're nice when it comes to rapping, just pursue it. If you feel like yeah. you're nice, or you're good when it comes to like you're smart and you love counting and because it doesn't matter if you're good or not if you keep doing it enough you're going to be able to climb and make it in that field it doesn't matter like it really doesn't we're all human beings like you know Definitely. um and then look to those people who are exceptional look at them as an inspiration look at mm-hmm. them and, and don't get don't compare yourself to them look at them as an inspiration to to like just life in general you know because everybody's got issues and everybody's got problems so don't necessarily say okay well this person can 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 dance better than me so i'm you know i'm gonna hang it up now look if if they were just blessed with, with the perfect combination of of athleticism and flexibility and rhythm that they're incredible then appreciate that for what it is but you know, there, there's a, there's a lot to, there's a lot to, that comes along with being like the best. Definitely. You may not even definitely. want that. <laughs> that definitely. That's right. Um, I want to go real quick, um, before we wrap up, I want to go talk about what went into writing the book. Your first book, something that you, you know, always done was writing. Um, what went into, what was the process like to, from when you started actually sitting down to write your book to what was the, um, feeling you got once you actually had a physical copy in your hand. Talk about that for a little while. Uh, bro, like, first of all, what we went into it was I was just like, you know, like, you say to yourself, once I came back from the mountain, I was all inspired, da 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 So I was, I was, this is, this is a, a grown version of me now. And I was just like, I said I wanted to do it, so I had to do it. Mm. You know, I said I wanted a book by, get my book done by September and published it September 1st, done by October. You know, and then published by September. And when you start challenging yourself to do things, it, it, it's something you know. You, you it's something amazing happens. Like when you start small. Like I'm gonna work out tomorrow. So if you don't work out that day, it's for me. For me, if I say yeah, I'm gonna work out tomorrow morning, 
If I don't get them to work out, it's the worst feeling in the world. Mm. I can't even trust myself to listen to what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's just the worst feeling in the world. Mm. So when I'm like, yo, I'm writing this book, you got to write it. I, I had to write it because that's what I said I was going to do it. Like, if I can't tell myself that I'm going to do something, you got to understand, like, my existence is, it, it, what am I even here for? Mm-hmm. So that's the, so so that was sort of the mental part of it, and then so for people that are, are interested in writing books and want to want to do something, you gotta you gotta you gotta block out time, you gotta block out the distractions. My book talks about that. This so mm-hmm. if if you want to really kind of get a head start, and there's plenty of information out there, but if you want to get a head start, come on, get my book. You know, seven ninety nine, it's eight dollars. Holiday season coming up, it's not a big deal. Kindle, Amazon, um, but. Uh, every day chomping away at it. I'm gonna write one chapter a day. Mm. You know, uh, go back and reread it after it's done and you'll be better. Um, if you, if you, if you haven't even like, even sniffed writing a book or writing a, a, a paragraph or writing an essay before, that's fine. Read. Read, read, read. I'm gonna give you a quick tip. I'm gonna give you a quick tip that, that whoever wants to get better at writing and write, write something. Quick tip. Read. Good stuff. Yeah. Read good stuff. Like, if you want to write a self-help book, read a bunch of self-help books. It's tough because you're going to start to, like, you know, you you got to get over your ego because people are kind of telling you what, how to give you ideas about how to live and how to do something. Maybe you don't agree with everything. It's fine. But when you read really good, read good stuff. Read stuff that's won awards. Read bestsellers. Read good stuff. So what, ha- what starts to happen is you get this voice in your head and you read a bunch of good stuff. And you start to understand what good stuff sounds like. Mm. And then write, just write your own stuff. It's fine. Write your own stuff. But when you, and just write. Don't think, just write. Oh. Are you with me? So, so, so now, so, so now, so step one, read. Step two, write. Now, the third step, when you go back and read what you wrote, you already have this, this, information of what sounds good from 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 the good stuff and you can just start to tweak what you have so it sounds good you don't got to change what you said you're still going to have your voice but you can tweak it so it starts to sound good and sound good what's good what you've been reading this whole time that's why all the greats and all these people that have seemed to be successful what do you say you do you read i read i read because you 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 start to understand what 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 a good sentence sounds like. I mean, you can go to school, you can do all that stuff fine, but just read. Like, are you gonna just read stuff? As long as you go to school, that's fine. But they're gonna give you the same material that you can go at Barnes and Nobles, and Barnes and Noble and get. You know. So if you can if you can organize your own mind, organize your own day day to read uh to spend an hour or two reading, and then do that for a few months first. Then sit down and write your and, and, and write your book. Before I started writing my book, I started I, I read um, a couple of books. Before, before I started writing scripts, before I wrote, wrote my my first script, I read a couple four or five different books by Sid Field, who's a who, who, who's a who's a legend in the game, by Blake Snyder, who's a legend in the movie game. You know, by uh, um, Oh man, I, I was I was gonna throw out throw out the man. I forget uh, his name. His name is uh, Robert McKee, um, <laughs> who's a who's a legend in the game. So then, 
I'm able to, and I'm still learning. I'm still at the very early stages, but I'm teaching. I'm going through these lessons. They're my teachers. I'm reading. I'm reading. I'm, I read The Godfathers. I read even movies I like, like Bad Boys. I, I read scripts to understand what good scripts are, are, are all about. I watched a bunch of movies and applied my ideas. Then I started. So to bring it full circle, to, to, to I'm, I'm always blown away. Like but to bring it, bring it full cir- circle, read, people. Stop with this. I don't read. That's that's crazy. It's crazy talk. Yeah, it is. That's um um. No, thank you for that. That is wow, bro. You said a, a mouthful. You said um. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm bad. I'm, I'm no, always... no, 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 no. Don't be. Is 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 this is what I call soul food? Right. right. This is what I call soul food. And actually, you just gave him another idea in saying that that eventually we're going to create another podcast called Soul Food because this is food for the soul. This is how we grow. Everything you shared is on ways that have helped you grow that are ways that we can take from, the, the listeners can take from and make our own and also grow to come to a point because it sounds like you're at a point where you are, uh, you know who you are, you know what your purpose is, and you are living in that purpose. And I think that is the uh, mission and purpose of each of us as human beings. Um, and so thank you just for sharing. Thank you for being open. Um, if you have any tips, any last words, any words of inspiration, particularly for young black men or for black men in general who want to get to where you are, um, as far as the physical work, the becoming a self-published, I mean, you know, becoming a published author or just the internal work of getting to the point where, um, you are living in a state of bliss. You are living in a state of joy because you are doing what you were called to do. Any, any words of encouragement or advice or inspiration, please share. Uh, Take your time. Um, now I'm 34. If you saw me on the street, you probably wouldn't think I was 34. Um, I think that I've been able to to keep my spirits because I've been able to keep the stress levels low. Mm. Um, I'm, I've always been okay at being an individual and not necessarily following. But, uh, yo, it's going to be tough. Like, you're going to hit lows. I was depressed. I want, I'm going to say this more I want to add this quick story. I, uh, when, when, when I, when Dean Rival fell out, I didn't know how I was going to, like, pursue my music career. I didn't know how I was going to even get anything else out because I was like, yo, I, you know, all my ideas were, were, were going toward this group. And now that I don't have the group anymore, and I, I had invested everything in, in into that, into that music. That, that that group and being that being successful. So when they broke up, I got depressed. And I'm not using the word depressed like, oh, I just felt bad. I now know what depression is, and I don't want anyone who's really dealt with, like, depression, like, and medicated and like, to, 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 I don't want to offend them. I don't want to offend you guys, seriously, because it's a real thing. It's serious, and, 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 and I'm not depressed now, and, and I felt like I pulled myself out, and I don't want you to think that, like, I'm, like, like downplaying depression. But I, I I knew that I was dealing with a certain level of depression because I no longer was 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 motivated to do anything. I didn't want to get out of bed. I wasn't happy. I was felt sick, and I remember being like, "Yo, I'm depressed." And I was like, "How?" I was low. I was at the lowest point. Like I was smoking weed all day. wasn't doing anything. Like nothing. And I was like, I, I got to get out of this. So what did I do? 
I just purposely just did what I love to do, write and make songs. I didn't have, I didn't, I didn't make songs to do anything. I just made a song. I just made songs. I just, I just downloaded instrumentals and just like made, wrote to them and recorded them on GarageBand and on oh. like, and just, and, and crazy thing happened. Oh, so like I, post, I, I posted a song. Person hits me up from Italy. Next thing you know, six months later, I'm in Italy performing at a music festival. <laughs> Powerful. I'm just saying, Powerful. you're gonna, you're gonna go through ups and downs. That's what life is about, ebb and flow. You're, yes, it's sir. gonna happen. You have to persevere. If you wanna live till you're 110, then don't let yourself slip. Don't mm-hmm. fall. Don't, don't, don't die. Stay alive. You mm-hmm. know? Like, you know, do things. Look both ways before you go to the street. Like, like, For real. you know, don't, 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 don't do, just stay, stay alive. Like, you know, it's not really hard. Like, it, 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 life is hard because you're, the battle's in your head and our minds are crazy. So it's going, yep. so, so I'm just going to, I'm just going to say, like, you dudes, man, young men out there that are going through ups and downs, how we all are. Puffy is, you know, uh, think of the most successful, I mean, you think Drake is. I mean, I think of all these guys that, that you think have it all, you know, they're going through it. So just persevere, continue to, to, to poke holes in what you want to do, and when you find something that interests you, grab onto it and run with it however you can. Wow. And and then the next obstacle comes, take it, and then you're going to build momentum up because you're going to know that you can do that. And then that's when you start to, like, open up and have to thrive. And don't sit here and wait for some sort of, like, um, goal at the end of a rainbow. Life is forever. Life is going, is going to – life is continuous. So, so just take it, enjoy it, and then keep going. And yeah, find yeah. joy in the journey, and then then you then you'll start to feel happiness, and then maybe one day, maybe you could show me, right? Because everyone's, bro, I'm still growing, still learning. So maybe one day you can show me. Something, yes, sir. You know? Yes, sir. Yo, man, um, thank you so much. Um, real quick, one more time, the thank name you. of your book, where we can find your book. Uh, give us a name. Give us where we can find it. Yeah. So my my title of my book is All Wins, No Losses, Secrets to Living Life Undefeated by T D Ali. Uh, and uh, you can find me on social media at, at Taji Dean Ali, T-A-J-I-D-E-A-N-A-L-I. And that's across all social media, Taji Dean, Taji Dean Ali. You can also check me out on um, my website out at Taji or at tdali.online. Um, and, yeah, I mean, start with the book. Start there, and then it won't be hard to find me um, on social media and online. And then hopefully, you know, over the next couple months, um, I, I, I'll be able to, to put myself back out there a bit more so so we can um you know so everyone listening can connect with me uh yes sir man yo brother taji dean it was a pleasure thank you so much for sharing your wisdom for sharing your journey um for imparting on us so much knowledge and just just so many jewels and gems man i definitely enjoyed it um i'm sure our listeners will enjoy it thank you so much brother keep up the great work um everyone you have just heard taji dean ali uh author um, man on a mission, man on a journey, screenwriter, man, a man just living to empower and to inspire and to move people with his gift of storytelling and his gift and use of words. So make sure you check him out at 
Taji Dean Ali on Instagram and across all social media. Check out his book on Amazon. Brother, thank you so much. Much love, and we'll be in touch. Peace. Thank you, man. Peace.